<laughs> okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, the Energize team just got a bit more good looking. <laughs> it did indeed. It did indeed. As you can see, we are joined by the real deal, Dylan Moran, the Dungarvan destroyer. Dylan, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem at so, all. Dylan. We saw over the weekend your. Uh, Getting to it, getting the business done over in Valencia in Spain. Uh, you're now 14 and 1, Dylan. Dylan, how did that come about? Yeah, yeah um, literally, I was just I was taking a break from training. I'd moved home from Liechtenstein as my contract had finished over there. And um, I just got a phone call. Um, Do you want to fight in Spain in 10 days? And I'm like, yeah, why not? Uh, got myself in the gym, got the weight down. And uh, yeah, went to Valencia a week before the fight. Um, done some training out there and uh, yeah had the fight last Saturday night all went good um, it was only four rounds as like I said there wasn't much training done but uh, it was an exciting four rounds and we got the win yeah how did that how did that fight all come about Dylan because obviously like uh, we've kept in touch a lot since you, we yeah. had you on the show uh, as I said off air if you haven't checked out Dill's podcast with us before we go through everything that we started out boxing and uh, I'll put that at the very, very end. So um, make sure to check that out. But like, Dill, how, how did this fight come about? Because myself and Ross are constantly like, we're looking around who we're in touch with. And all of a sudden it's like, I think Dill's fighting this weekend. Yeah, like, no, yeah. No, no. Um, at, at a crazy time in the world, boxing has stood uh, still for most. And um, when I came home, Connor Slater, he's a guy who's been helping me from day one. Um, I've built a great relationship with Connor. He knew I'd be kind of head under the water a bit after the contract, going bust in Liechtenstein. And... Um, he was pulling strings to make fight happen for fighters all around the country. And he said, look, Dylan, I can get you out in Spain, you know, at a time when people can't get dates anywhere. And I was like, Jesus, Connor, nice one. Thanks for getting in touch. Um, yeah, I didn't even have to think twice about it. I was like, let's go and got back in the gym, went out there with uh, my team and Connor and Stephen O'Rourke's team from Dublin. And uh, we had three good wins out there. There was three Irish lads on the bill. And it was a great night, a great night of fighting. Yeah, yeah also, well, I actually wanted to get into that, actually, uh, with the other Irish lads on the card. Had you met uh, Ryan or uh, Rabbi before? Yeah, I'm very good friends with the lads. Yeah, very good friends with the lads. Anytime I'm in Ireland, when I'm not away fighting, I spend a lot of time up in Stephen O'Rourke's gym. And, uh, yeah, I have a good relationship with all the lads. It was deadly to be out there with them. And, like I said, the three of us got the wins, so happy days. Yeah. Uh, three three and zero oh for Ireland on the lads. Yeah, yeah, on the lads. Still, <laughs> <laughs> like obviously before when you had this contract with Lich- with the Liechtenstein based company, uh, you were like building up a lot of steam as well, especially mm. with the pizza thing. I think the, when you wore the whole pizza <laughs> uh, onesie thing, like it was yeah, yeah, brilliant. And like like I made sure to always come with the pizzas and everything. Like yeah, yeah, you're building yeah. up a lot of steam. You're having to go back and forth, like. Can you tell what exactly can you tell us that happened with that with the, the Liechtenstein dream? Because yeah, over there so, you look like you're living it. Um, yeah, absolutely living the dream over there. You know, um, I was brought into the office on a Monday morning. Um, I was training the pizza fighters with Dennis Ilbe. He's the German champion. That fight is still going to happen. It's It's made. It's just on the shelf with all that's going on in the world. It's just a matter of when. Um, it's nothing got to do with me or him. I'm bang up for it. He's bang up for it. To be fair to him, and it's just a matter of when a promoter can put it on. Um, the, the promoter that's going to be running it doesn't want to do it behind closed doors he wants to pack out an arena so the two of us are in a position where we can wait um, in terms of Liechtenstein yeah I was living the dream over there it was a beautiful part of the world had an um, amazing contract order met some amazing people but with this coronavirus um, 
it just had to be pulled. The, the plug and the company had to be pulled. We were brought into the office on a Monday morning and the boss man just said, lads, look, I can't keep funding this um, and not being able to run events to make any money back. You know, and it is what it is. Um, I was uh, on a flight in Zurich Airport at 6 o'clock that evening back in Ireland at 11 o'clock that night, scratching my head, wondering where did it all go wrong. So, yeah, but look, I'm used to it at this stage. You know, there's nothing boxing control at me that I won't get over or get past. And um, I'm past that already. You know, and it only happened four weeks ago. You know, Spain put it behind me. And um, I'm on the phone all day, starting out another date. And I should be out soon. I'll be able to announce my next fight. And it should be in four weeks' time. Yeah. I remember, you, I remember you put on a post after being like, you've been knocked back so many times in boxing. I remember even when we had you on the show last time, you, you thought about hanging up the gloves, but you, you like stuck it out. Like, um, yeah. are you now just used to this sort of stuff happening? Like, you, nothing, you, you can't get any curveballs thrown at you because you feel like you've, hit, you've, you've taken them all. Yeah, this is it. I'm like, I've been through it all. And a relatively a young career, you know, but I've been through it all. There's nothing, there's nothing, um, there's nothing that's going to surprise me going forward. You know, I'm just going to keep working hard. And it's, I'm at a stage where it's like, I've come too far to stop. You know, I'm all in it now. Yeah. So I just need to keep working hard and see where it ends up. Um, the reality of it is my last fight with Ilbe was for the WBC belt, which would have put me in the top 15 in the world. So I'm getting there. It's all within touch and distance. Like I said, unfortunately, this corona happened. It is what it is. Um, I got a win Saturday. I'll be back out in four weeks. And... In terms of my next contract, I'm going to be going back to Germany. Can't announce anything yet. Just waiting for the business side of things to be ironed out. And I'll be grabbing my bag and gone again. And Dylan, do you think that Irish boxing, from a male standpoint now, is really starting to show the next wave of talent? Obviously, there's Victor, yourself, Ryan, McKenna Brothers, you know, uh, Mikey Conlon. Uh, and John O'Carroll like there's an absolute wave of talent of Irish boxers that we probably haven't seen for about 10 years yeah it's crazy and the list goes on again past everyone that you named out there's a lot more and you know I'm just dreaming of a we only named where... people were made to it. yeah <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm just dreaming of a time where boxing comes back in Ireland you know because you see, you see all them names can you imagine when there are shows happening in Ireland and the arenas like the Tree Arena and that getting sold out? You know, that's the dream and it has to happen. I don't know if it's going to be anytime soon, but like I'm only 25, I'm 26 in December, but hopefully like it happens before my career is over because that's, that's every Irish fighter's dream to be fighting at home. You know, I know well, heading to Germany is good in that, but home is where it's at and hopefully one day it'll happen. I, I think in terms of the MA side of things, obviously like McGregor's not going to fight back in Dublin while well, he's retired at the moment. But you see Bellator and like they stack the deck full of Irish yeah. talent, and you're yeah. waiting for some boxing promoter to come in and stack the deck with Irish talent in the boxing and to give yeah. everyone a show that we want to go see. I can't yeah. remember the last time the Three Arena had like a proper boxing event where it was musty TV. I know, I know, and like we're all just waiting for it. Like you said, the talent is there. The Irish love the boxing game. They get behind you. There wouldn't be enough tickets in the Three Arena. You know, we had to put all the names on a bill, but it's just a matter of when. Um, past the Tree Arena, another dream of mine is Waterford. You know, I need to have my home coming down here. Um, that's always part of whatever contract I sign. I'm putting it to the promoter that, look, I'll fight wherever, but I need to have a home coming in Waterford. So it's only a matter of time before that happens also. Yeah, I think uh, even with sort of social distancing and getting people into stadiums or whatever, you, know, you might have to have a fight in somewhere like the Aviva Stadium just to... How's everyone? Yeah, I know, I know. Um, 
look, like I said, it's just a mad time in the world. It's it's really mm. crazy, you know, and being over there with the Germans and I've been speaking with a lot of promoters and it's a hard job for them to do as well and make do. But um, we're going to have to come up with something. Um, Spain, like I said, for me last weekend was a very well-run show and hopefully somebody in Ireland comes up with the same idea and makes it happen. Yeah. What are you, what are you looking forward to doing over the next while as well, Bill? Like, um, obviously, we've seen stuff like Eddie Hearns had the stuff in his backyard and that's gone unbelievably well. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously, it's a separate sport, but like UFC have done Floyd Island and they have the Apex. Like, is there, yeah. what are you sort of looking to do? I know Ross brought up the Aviva and then you said Waterford, but like, what do you think is more realistic over the next maybe possible couple of months so they try and drip? Uh, what's, what's realistic for me, for my career, speaking for myself, I'm going to keep busy while I'm here in Waterford. Like I said, I'm going to have another fight within the next four weeks, I think. By then, everything should be ironed out in Germany. And when everything is back to normal in Germany, I'll be going back over there, making the Dennis Hill Bay fight happy, happen. It's a fight I'm 100% of winning. And as soon as I win that belt, I think my homecoming is more than possible to achieve then. Um, I'd like to bring in Dennis O'Connor from America, the guy who beat me, and uh, have a grudge match in Waterford. So they're the plans that we're talking about. So exciting times ahead. Exactly. Ross, okay. what, what, what day are you looking for in around uh, October? Um, the 8th. Yeah, grand. Just, just how, just how we know this time. There's no surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We people so, messages looking for streams and all. Do you know what? What it was? I actually kept it last minute because I was like, I didn't believe it was going to happen with this Corona, and I was like, I'm not putting my name on any more bad news. Do you know what I mean? So I was yeah. like, I'm just going to keep it quiet till I'm out there, and when everything's happening, I'm going to say, Oh, I'm fighting Saturday. But uh, there'll be plenty of notice for the next one. Hopefully, I'll have it all a done deal this week, and I'll have all details up. Perfect, and hope, hopefully it's on a few more Irish on the card as well. Oh, there is, yeah. There's, there's a good few of us heading over. Um, I just need to start out my part of it, and, and I'll be going with them. That's class. It's like a team. Yeah, it is. Literally. There's there's literally five or six of us going. That's class. That's well, class. That, 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 that team Ireland is undefeated these days, so let's keep that up. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, uh, oh, Dylan, we know you're a very busy man. Thanks for million jumping on, and we're going to have to do it again. Well, we know the build-up. Uh, yeah. 8 of October, is it? Yeah, 8th of, of October. Get yeah. that written down in the diary, Basmo. Hey, do. guys, a pleasure speaking to you as always. Keep smashing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you are new to the show, make sure to, to subscribe. Make sure to follow Dill and get onto him before the 8th of October because uh, this is continuing. But, uh, Dill, best of luck and we'll stay in touch, right? And Dylan, as much. always... Stay, stay in love <laughs> <laughs> He loves it. He loves it. On the show, you're best mate. Yeah, lovely fella. I love the way he loves saying, saying energized. I, I, he was buzzing for it, wasn't he? Uh, did, well, did you know he was going to be buzzing for that? Yeah. He's always exactly. buzzing for it. I know. Yeah. He's a great lad, to be honest. Yeah. So, but, uh, Ross, I suppose there's plenty of mixed martial arts to be had, Basmo. So let's get into it. Yeah. So for the people that were here watching Dill's interview, uh, thanks, Mill. If you want to stick around, we're now moving into the world of mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Ross, so um, over the weekend, Conor McGregor was. Uh, Arrested. Uh, was arrested again. Now, like, I, we were just writing down, should we even start with this stuff? But, uh, the people yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. Basically, he's been accused of flashing, is what I would call it. Yeah. Um, it's sort of weird that this comes in terms of sexual assault. I'm not, like, saying... If he did do it, obviously, disgraceful. Like, he can't be, like, flashing her bits at someone. But <laughs> he didn't actually... touch the other person, per se. What is um, I, I, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, like... Obviously, it comes under the term like sexual assault, but 
I don't even know if it's true or not. Apparently, some woman says Conor McGregor flashed his dick at her in the bathroom. That's what happens when you have co-ed bathrooms, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They just have a men's toilet and a women's toilet. It yeah. was in a restaurant, apparently. Apparently, he was really intoxicated. Did this happen? I don't know. Did he, like... Was he like pissing in the urinal and then turned around and hadn't zipped up his trousers yet? And then next thing she was like, Oh my god, he flashed me. I don't know. Uh to be honest, and until I hear any more details on it, I'm not gonna like make judgment or pass judgment. Yeah. Uh, he came out saying he absolutely denies absolutely every part of it. it just never happened. She says some looking for a payday. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time someone's come after him looking for a payday. So I suppose we'll just leave it at that and like that's what happened that's what's been said and I don't I never want anyone to ever think that we're shunning away from that or we're these like McGregor fanboys who like refuse to talk about him doing something bad no we've definitely talked about it because we realise the majority of our videos when we talk about Conor McGregor get the most views mm. but um, like I know that like obviously like who really knows he knows but like there was uh, on the No Jumper podcast there was a girl on and um, Chief Keefe's baby mama to be exact but supposedly Odell Beckham, she slept with him and he likes to get shit on. And uh, the internet blew up and, uh, over this because supposedly he likes to get shit on. He was like, today is a shitty day. He posted on Instagram again. So like, some people can just say this stuff trying to get money or fame or clout or else they could be telling the truth. Who knows? But I'm just showing from two different sides of the coin. But speaking yeah, but there's, of... There's been, there's been plenty of women doing that. Wasn't, didn't some girl go on a podcast and be like, oh yeah, I gave... Seven basketballers blowjob at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that was actually from the same podcast, but two episodes before that. Oh no, yeah, an episode before that. You know what I mean? This is just, uh, yeah. Supposedly the girl gave blowjobs to seven guys from the the Suns, the Phoenix Suns. So uh, those dudes know who they are. And lucky number <laughs> seven, it was not lucky that time. But uh, Ross, it would have been a good point to say. Speaking of uh, shit things. The week it lasted, the UFC card that just happened over the weekend, Michelle Watterson took on Angela Hill. Michelle Watterson won by decision. Some people say Angela Hill should have won, but either way, um, I think myself and you are slightly biased towards a karate hottie, and the karate hottie got the win. But there was a knockout of the night you definitely wanted to touch on here but from Otman Azatar. Yeah, Otman Azatar knocked out uh, Karma Worthy. Karma Worthy looks really, really good in his previous fights, but this guy is just someone to definitely look out for in the lightweight division. Uh, he is undefeated. I think he has maybe nine or ten wins by knockout. A lot of them in the first round as well. So, fair play to him. Very impressive. Yeah. Shout out to our mate Billy Quarantillo getting the win as well. And then uh, Ross, one of your favourites, Bobby Green, got the win as well. And I hear a massive shout out to Roxanne Manaferi getting the win against Andrea Lee. She should yeah. be like uh, the babe basher or something. Everyone she fights and beats is pretty good looking. Uh, who's the other girl that fought? With Ben Askren. Maisie Barber. Maisie Barber, yeah. But, uh, there Ross, you go, the babe basher. <laughs> Ross, obviously people were tuning in to see mine and you're like 7 out of 10 faces, but 10 out of 10 bods. And Dylan Moore for a 10 out of 10 face and 10, 11 out of 10 bod. But this weekend, Colby Compton is taking on Tyrone Woodley. And uh, I know this isn't for a title, but there's something about it feels like it's like a title fight. Do you, are you on the same boat? I think this is the one of the most organic and the largest grudge matches UFC has had for a very, very long time. These people really dislike each other. And they like dislike each other so much, like Jorge Masvidal has even gone to Tyron Woodley's gym to train with him, try and beat Colby Covington. 
Colin Covington is a notorious Donald Trump supporter. Um, we're not going to get into politics about it, but like, sort of, the people who are voting against Donald Trump say he's a mad racist, probably including Tyron Woodley. Uh, Tyron Woodley like, is almost saying he's going to beat Colby Covington up and he's calling him a racist. And, you know, Colby Covington saying stuff like, instead of, it's not Black Lives Matter, it's Blue Lives Matter. So you have to support the police force. They're doing a good job. You know what I mean? And they're the ones who are killing the poor unfortunate guys who died like George Floyd and um, Breonna Taylor and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a real heated grudge match. These guys do not like each other. And this beef will definitely not be squashed after this fight. Did you see the handshake between Colby Covington and uh, Donald Trump? No, I, I didn't. But I heard about. I heard uh, Donald Trump gave Dana White and Colby Covington a shout out at his rally. Yeah, no, he shook and then like, like almost like Colby like, like bowed or trying to kiss it. Oh, it's so weird looking. Like, but uh, I, I saw a meme about it, but I didn't see it. And I was like, oh, I don't really like Colby Covington, so I'm not going to go to the effort of looking up that video. Yeah, well, it, if this had happened like pre Kamaru Usman the title fight for both of them, it would have been a totally different story because Colby sort of admitted that he's not really this character. So now he's trying to step back into it in, in a way, step, put the old boots on, go to uh, Ross. Like, Colby, like, Tyron Woodley's after losing 10 rounds in a row, which is unbelievable because he was one of your like favorite fighters. I remember this back to the Wonderboy days. And then, like, Colby Covington, like, I know he lost Kamaru Usman, but like, what a fight that was. Um, going yeah, into, but, uh, know, and put it this way: if, if it lasts another three minutes, it could have went his way. Yeah, Ross, going into this, and what are you expecting? I'm, I'm expecting very high level. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think one thing that Woodley is not afraid of in this fight is Covington's punching power, and I think Woodley's angry for this fight. I think he like respected Usman, but he liked Usman, and he was doing all this sort of stuff. And I think he was like. But my wrestling in college is better than his wrestling in college. Mind you, like, Tyron Woodley's, like, 12 years out of college. So, like, it's a long time uh, since he was, you know, on the mat. What was, that called? What was your man called who went back to college? Like, stay in college? Oh, uh, Van Walder. Van Walder. I was thinking of Ferris Bueller. But, yeah, Van Walder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I expect Woodley to go in here and get the knockout. I, I feel like we're going to see him explode like he has done in previous fights against the likes of Robbie Lawler uh, and be able to get that job done. And I don't think emotionally he'll let Covington back him up for the whole fight. And that's where Covington is at his best when he's backing up his opponent. And I think Woodley's not going to like let that happen. Someone in his corner will like slap him and be like, Colby a- Covington has made a show of you. And then like he'll be like, right, you almost need to make Tyrone Woodley angry. I feel like he hasn't been angry in a while. Yeah, but he's after losing his last 10 rounds. What, what makes, what, why isn't this weekend is the, the weekend he, he actually gets his ass back in gear? I feel like it's the opponent more than anything. And I feel like when he was fighting Usman and he was fighting Burns, I, I think he felt like he had the right to win, if that makes sense. I, I felt like he just had to show, he thought he had to show up on the day and Tyrone Woodley would be enough to get the job done. Well, do you think it's possible that that, that is the sole reason he's, he almost looks like his soul was taken, to quote Robbie Lawler? Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not. I think it, it's a very much a possibility that Tyrone Woodley went in there and couldn't believe how prepared these guys were for him. And 
he he was concentrating on his rap career and working for TMZ. How's that going? Well, I haven't seen him do any raps recently, and I haven't heard him being on having his own show on TMZ anymore. So maybe it's back to the grind zone and back to fighting. Yeah, you know it's bad when Jake Paul's getting more more hits in his music than you. Ross, like as much as you like uh, going through Tyrone Woodley's career, once became champ. The way he started act, trying to act really cool, I was like, I, I didn't really, I, I went a bit off the bandwagon. But like to see him in his last two fights just totally get manhandled, and it almost looked like he, he was allowing himself to lose by that much as well. It was, it was strange. I cannot back turn Woody to win this fight, and I'd have to go with your main man, Colby Covington. But um, I think it's going to be a decision. I think, I think Tyron could knock him out or break his jaw, mm. as uh, graphics that sounds, but Colby's coming off a, a massive jaw break against Kamaru Usman, that really that finished him in the last fight because he was 2-2 going to the final, final round. Um, Ross, like, where, what happens to Tyron Woodley if he loses his third fight in a row? Because obviously Donald Cowboy Cerrone's on this card as well, and he's lost four in a row, or if not five. And I also don't know, I'm not too keen on that matchup for Donald Cowboy Cerrone either. Nico Price is a, a tough out and a very dangerous opponent in the first round, which is exactly what Cowboy does not need. Uh, Tyron Woodley, if he loses... You know, he's he's looking at dropping the whole way down to sort of outside the top 10 opponent next. He's looking to find maybe Jeff Neal or Neil Magny. You know, or they might throw him someone like Kazmat who, you know, let them make it aim off him. I know. It's, someone mentioned Kazmat and I was like, oh shit. Like, like you do not want to lose this weekend to then have to fight Kazmat. Like, no way. Especially no. with him and Dana White's rocky relationship. But... Uh, I'm not, just a random show, where, where does Colby go from this? Like, if he gets the win, is he number one contender? He definitely throws his name in the hat in terms of pay-per-view boys and in terms of, you know, fans clamor to see a fight. Put it this way, if they were doing a UFC countdown or if they were doing uh, a UFC embedded, which is going to get more clicks? Usman versus Burns, Usman versus Edwards, or Usman versus Covington too? I think we all know the answers to that. What if they even put Covington on like the same week that uh, Donald Trump was getting, was meant to be elected or this, that, and the other? Which also could be, the, the, the debate could be between uh, Biden, Donald Trump, and led by Joe Rogan as well. That's something we, when you, you brought up politics... America's you a mentioned. crazy place. It's a crazy place. How unreal would that be? Fucking hell, man. You might as well get Joe Biden and Donald Trump at the octagon and let them have a knock as well. Over at <laughs> Joe Rogan on commentary. Herb Dean on referee. <laughs> the Dean of Mean. <laughs> okay, Ross, uh, we'll move on. Uh, also, we mentioned like Cowboy Sharoni taking on Nico Price. Russ, what are you expecting here? Cowboy Sharoni coming off like one of his fastest losses in history. Yeah, big time Conor McGregor shoulder strikes. Uh, look, Nico Price lost last fight to Vincente Luque. But I sort of expected that. He's had some bizarre wins, uh, Nico Price. And he's very much kill or be killed. Yeah. He's had 18 fights and one decision. So, I expect a finish here. I expect this could be one of the rounds in the year. I like Nico Price to get the job done the first round. I feel like he just has enough knockout power to get the job done. And Donald Cerrone's chin is not exactly perfect. Yeah, the the way Tony lost last time he was like uh, was a deer in headlights yeah 
it's hard to back someone like that the same way Tyron Woodley so I'm going to go with equal points as well Ross this this fight, this next fight Kazma and Shmaev taking on Gerald Mears card is one of the most talked about fights on the card the way like Kazma is already booked in for the next UFC event on Fight Island to take on Damian Maya. I don't know if the contract's been signed yet but uh Mears card is totally getting overlooked here and he's really really not happy about it but uh no he's not but, at uh, all uh, well, obviously not, but I mean, like, Chimoyev, in my eyes, is the real deal the first time I said eyes on him, let alone the time when he fought recently. key. Yeah, when he beat John Phillips, it was very impressive. He was able to knock him down, finish him on the ground by submission. He showed his full arsenal. And then when he fought Reese McKee, as much as I hate to see it, he actually steamrolled him. Yeah. And that's what we're going to expect, that level of steamrolling here. Uh, you know what? Gerald Mishkart, as much as like people want to you know, sort of ride him off and just say he's in there like a sacrificial lamb. I mean, he's got an awful lot of submission wins. I think he's got 23 submission wins, so he's very dangerous on the ground. And uh, he's got a few knockout wins in there. So Daniel Cormier said uh, Mearscart's main goal should be to be able to inflict as much damage on Kazma as possible. Win or lose, just have him not be able to take that fight island fight. That should be his goal. And I think that's pretty solid advice. Uh, if you look at Mearscart, is he going to ever fight for UFC title? Probably not. But if he was able to get a win over Kazmat, and then Kazmat goes on to do mad things in the UFC, he'll always be able to tell his kids, yeah, well, I be Kazmat Shemaev. Yeah. Like, do you know what? Looking at this curve right now, I think like, the person who's getting me more, the most excited to see them fight is Kazmat Shmoyev as well, which is so random. But, Would you uh, call this fight the people's main event? It is. I think it really is. This, this is like, I, I totally believe the hype in Kazmat. Like, I've seen, it, I've seen how much damage he can inflict on people. They can't even get a dig. And these lads are professional fighters. So, yeah, like, and they're not, they're not exactly low level as well. Like, John Phillips has plenty of use, wins in the UFC. You know, Reese McKee is about to fight for the Cage Warriors, well to weight title. Um, next thing you know, Kazma comes in, he smash. <laughs> he does smash, yeah. I, I, yeah, like, I know Mears card is uh, feeling a bit, oh, like, hard done boy, but uh, when, when pe- that many people get on that roller coaster to be like, this is the next star, people are just ready to ride that wave. That's what MMA fans love doing. So we'll go for a Kazma, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, then uh, one of our own, Johnny Walker, a.k.a. Johnny O. Walker. Uh, he's taking on Ryan Spann. Ross, Johnny Walker is back in action. Yeah, full camp out of SPG. Yeah. Uh, doing plenty of wrestling training with Will Flurry. Look, I expect Johnny Walker to come in here and get a, get a knockout. Um, Ryan Spann, he's decent, but let's, let's be honest, he's not a going to ever be fighting for the UFC title. Johnny Walker, on the other hand, looks like if he could get his grappling in order, he could definitely fight for the UFC title. Um, you know, Ryan Spann had a split decision win over Sam Alvey. I think if Johnny Walker fought Sam Alvey, he'd have him out there fairly sharp. So I expect Johnny Walker to win there and do the business against Ryan Spann. The only thing I will say is this is going to be one of the tallest light heavyweight fights of all time. I think both fighters are six foot five. They're both gangly as hell. Yeah, and Johnny Walker is like a spider monkey in there as well. Indeed. Uh, Ross, also, uh, Mackenzie Duran's taking on R- Randa Marcos in this card as well, and uh, Kevin Holland's taking on Darren Stewart. That should, be, that should be a good fight to open up this card as well. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how Mackenzie Duran gets on. Like, she's going back down to straw weight. Can't she make the weight? Like, she's like Mrs. Mate, uh, weight Misser. So, uh, let's see how that goes for her. She looked good against uh, Hannah Seifers in that fight. And then, 
know, Darren Shore and Kevin Holland are like both on the cusp of breaking that top 15 in the UFC. It'd be interesting to see where they can go. Yeah. Uh, also, the fight before that, Mirsad Bektic is on it as well. That's, that's, that's actually a very, very good card compared to the cards we've been seeing here, Ross. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a, definitely a better card than I've seen in a while. Yeah, that's how it goes down on this Saturday. Ross, is there anything else to say about the UFC before we move into Bellator? Because they're making huge announcements this week as well. No, I think that seems to be it. Oh, uh, it looks like we might be getting Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Justin Poirier seems to have negotiated his way out of a fight. I don't really like the way Dana White's come out and publicly said that. The only thing is, until you actually hear the figures that Justin Poirier is asking for to fight Tony Ferguson, you don't know if that's true or not. And that's one thing that we're always in the dark on in UFC negotiations. We don't know how much these fighters make. We don't know how much they ask for. Therefore, we don't know whether we can deem what they ask for to be fair or not. Yeah, also, Poirier is very much a, a company man, from what mm. we can see. Put it this way, he's not afraid to fight Tony Ferguson. I, I can tell you that. And if I had to sort of put it this way, I think... Poirier versus Ferguson definitely adds a good few uh, thousand pay-per-view boys onto that Khabib versus Gaethje fight. Yeah, but what, does Michael Chandler not do that as well? They're like, oh, what then can the Bellator guy do, you know? Oh, no, he definitely does. I'm not taking away from that, but I'm sort of just defending Justin Poirier that he, he's asking for an extra chunk of change for Tony Ferguson on a I pay-per-view mean, card. Yeah, okay, I get you, I get you. Uh, uh, also, I'll share the key and county he's fighting this Thursday. This show will be out on Thursday as well. Uh, Ross, right, Bellator had two events on over the weekend. The first one was on Friday. It was being headlined by Phil Davis against Leona Machida. Phil Davis won by decision again. Uh, we both predicted this. Yeah, he did. Uh, split decision win for Phil Davis. Uh, look, he has a good chance of fighting Nemkov for the title next. Yeah. Why not put his name out there? Uh, unless Bader asks for an automatic rematch he might get that but I think Phil Davis versus Nemkov is an interesting fight that's probably and that'll be a rematch as well yeah and then uh, Katzengana won on her that's her Bellator debut as well isn't it it is indeed yeah she won fairly handily as well yeah then uh, Juan Archuleta is new champion in the bantamweight division he defeated Patchy Mix who was undefeated going into the fight yeah he did uh, it, was, it was a solid performance but like what a star sort of corner that one Irish letter has Cub Swanson and TJ Dillashaw in his corner. Uh, you know, I mean? like staring across that corner must be it must be a tough look. Yeah, that was a that's a great corner. And then uh, John Fitch actually retired after his submission loss to Neiman Gracie. I remember meeting his wife. She was a lovely woman. John Fitch's. Yeah. Shout out, so, uh, shout out, Mrs. Fitch. Well, let's, then, have, let's have a look at this European series that Bellator is going to run because yeah. this looks. Absolutely epic, no? Which way do you want to do it in order? Because uh, they've announced four events. Uh, well, well, we'll start off with uh, our good friend of the show, Fabian Edwards, is fighting on the 26th of September against Costello Van Stinas. So that will be an epic way to start off. This is originally slated for the May London card as the co-main event. Yeah. But this time, the two lads will get main event status. Uh, also, our mate Will Flurry is also fighting on that card. So, great way to stick up, uh, kick off that with an all middleweight title fair. Mike Shippen's also fighting someone else on that card as well. So, there's a few good middleweight scraps there. Yeah, these are all happening in Milan, by the way. Yeah, and then you go to October 1st, and we get Paul Daly fighting Derek Anderson. And then, if you go past that, also Milan, October 3rd. So, I, I assume that's going to be a Friday and a Sunday, is it? 
October third um, Sunday. No, October third is a Saturday. So it's a Thursday and a Saturday. Yep. Bellator pulling out all the stops here. James Gallagher is going to fight Cal Eleanor. Also, rescheduled. This will be his third time made because you had May, October, and now in October elsewhere. I assume yeah, this was going to be the card. Yeah, so you have that one. That one is going to be very highly anticipated. Uh, the winner of that could possibly fight one arch letter. Why not? And then we go to Paris, France. The first time an MMA event has ever been conducted in France. We're going to have Czech Congo versus Timothy Johnson. But this is the big one. This is the one I'm looking forward to the most. We get Michael Venom Page, MVP versus Ross Houston. Basmo, which of the fights are you most looking forward to? It has to be MVP versus Ross Houston of all then, to be honest, man. You think so? Well, the, even it happening in France. Like, I mean, the James Gallagher, Cal Eleanor one. I haven't really, really heard people talking about that in a while. Um, Daly Anderson, haven't heard anything at all. And then, um, what was the one before that? I think there was... Oh, Leon Edwards against Van Steenis. Yeah. No or really Fabian. Yeah, so like people are really, really talking about just the, the France one. Uh, they've said that the main event isn't something people are overly hyped on. Yeah, but like Czech Congo and his French roots is something that uh, that they feel oh, like it's really going to drive the card. There's going to be fans yeah. in the arena as well. So, well, I just think in terms of everything Czech Congo has ever done for the sport, he should be allowed headline in his home country. Yeah, it's just if you're looking at the matchup, Kong, uh, Houston versus MVP is the one that everyone is licking their lips to. It's just what I think. Be a oh, yeah, brilliant comment event. Uh, also, you have when they go back to the Mohegan Sun, Chris Oyborg defends her belt against Arlene Blenkow. I assume that's a, an absolute gimme for Cyborg. And then Gegard Musasi will also fight Douglas Lima all in the month of October. Bellator, well done. Possibly the greatest month of fighting in their entire history as an organisation. Yeah, a lot of the Irish lads are after announcing they're coming back into action as well. So we'll definitely. Yeah, I assume they'll be scheduled all across the Milan cards. Yeah, they're, it's going to be. It's going to be like I just saw there. There's a like as you said, Will Fury be on it. Like there's going, there's going to be more Irish names added to the card. There'll be a lovely. There'll be a lovely two week holiday for in Milan for John Kavanagh. Definitely, actually, yeah. And then, like, also next week, then like Cage Warriors is having his three nights in England. Like that's. That's going to be some class fights on the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then also UFC two fifty three is going to be on Adesanya versus Costa. So we're going to be back next week previewing that. We're going to we'll probably have one or two of the lads on to discuss their fights or how they got on, and then uh, things are really yeah. We'll, we'll be coming at you like Cleopatra. We'll be back with a bang next week, and uh, next week will be a big show. Apologies, the show went out um, a little bit late this week. I turned thirty on Friday, and I was away on a little staycation, so um, I missed out on doing the show on Monday. What do you mean you turn 30? I'll turn 30 on Friday. This Friday? Yeah. Yeah, you said turned. Yeah, but I'll, I'll turn 30 on Friday, in case you're watching the show on Friday or Saturday. <laughs> All right, Ross's birthday is on Friday, for people that speak English. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here, I'll actually show you... Will I show you something I got you? Yeah, go on. Okay, I'm going to have to pause it for a second. Make sure it's a live reaction now. Yeah, this is a live reaction. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. 
All right. So obviously, people listen on Spotify. Make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure to like and subscribe. Ross is thirty on Friday. And if you're on Spotify and you want to see the gift, you have to move over to YouTube. Go to the yeah, end yeah. of the show. And look the end of the show. <laughs> right. So basically, as you know, when you follow Energy, it's like we make like we make a load of like pictures that are like edited. But some of them are real. So the ones when we're with like Bruce Buffer, that's real. But when we're with like some like Dana White, it's not real. So I got Ross T shirt. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. So that's not even that's not even really also with Dana White. I just said that well. I love the way Dana White and Bruce Buffer on like Eagle Special was like when we had Bruce Buffer it was real, but when we're with Dana White it's fake. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But it actually looks real. That's the Yeah, yeah, it's about. brilliant. Yeah, I got you a couple of other things as well, but I was like, fuck, I'll show you something here now. Anyway, that's brilliant. Yeah. But, uh, no, I got you some other stuff as well. I was like, I hear, I may as well show you now. You know? Right, that's actually gas. Yes. Yeah. So, no, guys, yeah. if you like that t shirt and you think it's absolutely cool, make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay energized.